0: Welcome to episode 30. I'm your host, Erie Brito, and my guest today is Adam McIntosh. Adam is the senior pastor of St. David's Church in the greater Houston, Texas area, and a writer for Kyperion Commentary. Adam, it's a delight to have you with us.
1: Hey, thank you, Erie. Glad to be here.
0: Delight to have you here, brother. Adam, over at uh you have an article that was first published at Theopolis, I want to give credit to our dear brothers there at Theopolis Institute. You wrote a three-part essay entitled Fire, Spirit, and Water. Clearly, these are gigantic themes in the Bible. And as I read through these three essays, you dealt very carefully with them. So it, it, it specifically, it investigates the relationship between these three ideas and elements and references to water baptisms, spirit baptisms, and fire baptisms, a a really wonderful enterprise you Uh, took for yourself, Adam. What motivated you to choose this topic?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, Well, I was motivated by my upbringing. Uh, I come from a non-denominational charismatic church background, and charismatics are baptistic, meaning they don't baptize babies, of course. Um, They only accept baptism by profession, but charismatics also believe that baptism of the Holy Spirit is distinct from water baptism. So, while water baptism is important, and you do that in obedience to Jesus, you do it as a pledge of allegiance to Him, uh, the baptism itself doesn't really do anything. They don't view it in a sacramental way. It's the it's the spirit baptism that really does something, because at that moment you're filled with the Holy Spirit, He lives in your heart, He empowers you, and so forth. Um, whereas under a more sacramental view, which I now hold, Water baptism and spirit baptism aren't viewed as totally separate things. Uh, in fact, we'd say ordinarily they are one and the same. Uh, when a baby is baptized, for instance, we say that baby is a Christian and that baby is filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, but when you look at the data of the Gospels and the book of Acts, on the surface, it looks as though the charismatics might be right. Uh, John is baptizing with water But he prophesies a future spirit baptism, so there's an apparent distinction given there. Some think John is presenting a contrast between water and the spirit. Um, Also, the spirit falls on Cornelius' house before they are water baptized, and that's also used as an argument against uh, the sacramental position. So that was my motivation. I wanted to really look at the data, do some exegesis to try to account for this apparent discrepancy between a sacramental view of baptism versus what we see happening in the early New Testament, and how can those things be reconciled. Uh, I also hope that my essay would be a good introduction to these issues for Charismatics, Baptists, Evangelicals in general, for them to get a perspective of baptism that maybe they haven't heard before or completely understood.
0: What's very unique about your essay is, um, an essay unique, not that other traditions don't use similar models, but I think what's unique to the way you approach this subject is that you begin to by giving a summary of baptism throughout the Old Testament. in a lot of modern traditions, they typically don't go to the Old Testament to develop a foundation for the theology of baptism. So what does the Old Covenant or the Old Testament teach us about baptism? And how does that knowledge inform uh, baptism in the new covenant,
1: right? Yeah, that's a great point you just made. When we come to the New Testament, you know, we immediately see John the Baptist baptizing people in the Jordan River, and remarkably, there is no explanation given as to what baptism is or how it is to be performed or anything like that. Um, and yet, we're told that people from all over Judea were going to John to get baptized. So, baptism is something that people already knew about. You know, they weren't having to ask, well, what's this baptism thing all about? Um, Baptism was an established ritual in Israel's history, and there were baptisms in the Old Testament. So for us to have a fully biblical view of baptism, we really have to look to the Old, uh, because if we just go off of what the New Testament gives us, then we're going to be missing out on some important details. Um, In my essay, I focus on what I call the big baptisms, Of the Old Testament. You've got the flood, uh, the crossing of the Red Sea, and then by extension even the crossing of the Jordan River. Uh, The Apostles called these events baptisms. Um, You've got Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, Peter in 1 Peter 3, and that's important because in each case these baptisms transported God's people into a new world or a new land. And that included new privileges and new responsibilities. So, in the flood, Noah and his family are saved and then given a new world to repopulate. You know, it's uh, Genesis 1 starting all over again, right? Um, And at the Red Sea crossing, Israel is rescued from Egypt into the wilderness. And that's where they enter into a new covenant with Yahweh. Uh, And then at the Jordan River crossing, they moved from the wilderness into the promised land. So, these baptisms were historical events that actually rescued God's people from one situation and placed them into a better and more glorious situation. I think this is how Peter can say, baptism saves you. Because water baptism actually does something. It transports you from one world to another world, from one way of life, to another way of life. And I wanted to start with that foundation for my essay, because Christians often see water baptism as symbolic only, or that it doesn't actually do something. But according to the biblical data, it does. So when we come to the New Testament, and we see all these people being baptized by John, you can see that they were wanting to separate themselves from what Israel had become. Um, you know, they were marking themselves out as a new priestly people, awaiting the Messiah, acknowledging that Israel had become like Egypt or even like the world prior to the flood. And so John is forming a new Israel out of the old Israel. And I think, you know, when Jesus tells the disciples to start baptizing, we see the same thing at play. It's a movement from one kingdom to another. It rescues you or saves you into the kingdom of God and you're given new privileges and new responsibilities.
0: Yeah, in other words, it's, it's, it's a new creation. You are um, embodying now the ethics of a new kingdom, right? Exactly. So how does that then apply to the, you know, the great baptism of Jesus that we see uh, in, specifically in the Gospel of Matthew? First of all, I, I'd be curious, Adam, with your background in the charismatic movement, how would the baptism of Jesus specifically be understood in that tradition And then secondly, answer the question, why is Jesus' baptism a model for Christian baptism?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, in the charismatic tradition, you will often find a variety um, of explanations. You'll find a variety of understandings. um, And more than, you know, picking out, uh, one or two or three specific theories on that. Um, I, one of the things you hear often is, um, that, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, well, of course we don't deny that spirit baptism could occur at the same time as water baptism. Um, you know, they, they would obviously want to leave that open and there's, you'll meet some, even of the the more Pentecostal stripe, uh, who say, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you know, we've seen people who receive the Spirit immediately upon their baptism, uh, but they don't necessarily see it as the normative model. Uh, they don't necessarily see it as a necessity, um, you know, that it must be so closely uh, linked together. Um, and so that that's really where the difference lies. Um, as far as Jesus' baptism being the model, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that in the New Testament, it appears that there is a distinction between spirit baptism and water baptism, and that's largely why Charismatics see them as distinct today. But at Jesus' baptism by John, we see spirit baptism and water baptism connected together simultaneously. John baptizes Jesus, and that's when Jesus receives the Holy Spirit. So that is different from the uh, the normative charismatic position that water baptism is one thing, but then spirit baptism is something you get later um, at an undetermined period of time. You know, later in your walk with Christ, um, or sometimes even preceding water baptism. Right, Um, but the fact that we see them together. Uh, in Jesus's baptism is important, uh, especially when we realize that baptism is into Christ, as as Paul says in Romans six and Galatians three. Baptism incorporates you into a person, um, not into you know an abstract covenant or just into a formal membership at a church uh, or to but, a
0: potential uh, or or to a potential covenant.
1: It, exactly. Right. It, it actually does, Christian baptism actually incorporates you into the person of Christ. And and Paul says baptism does that. You know, that's not a new thing either, because Paul, Paul excuse me, Paul says um, that the Red Sea crossing was a baptism into Moses. Right. In First Corinthians 10. So baptism uh, was always a personal thing. And the logic um of seeing Jesus' baptism as the model for Christian baptism is in the fact that if you are in Christ, you have what He has. He gives Himself to you, He gives you eternal life, He makes you a priest and a king, He seats you in heavenly places, and He gives you the Holy Spirit. Um, you can't be in Christ and not have those things. So, if baptism is what places you in Christ, then you receive the Spirit at that moment, just like Jesus did. And that fits the pattern that we see elsewhere in Scripture. You know, Jesus tells Nicodemus, one must be born of water and Spirit. Uh, Once the Spirit comes at Pentecost, Peter says, repent and be baptized, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And so the sequence is water first, then Spirit, just like Jesus' baptism. And the Spirit comes immediately. Uh, not at some you know undetermined time in the future. Um, I think Ezekiel thirty-six, uh, which is prophetic of the uh, new covenant age, the 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 age of Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, says it perfectly. You know, it follows that same pattern. Uh, Yahweh says, "I will sprinkle you with water and put my Spirit in you." Adam, the one
0: extreme we see this in in this conversation is the the. Position of the Roman Catholic Church that water in and of itself uh, accomplishes these things, and the other extreme is to see anything associated, any means associated with the Spirit, as a non tangible means. In other words, the Spirit is um, the Spirit uses these things, but not in a way that's tangible or that accomplishes anything. And so it seems like we have gone from we have a certain Romophobia um, because we we, we we don't think water can, by the power of the Spirit, accomplish these things. And we don't want to put all the emphasis on a sacrament or on a means. We have a tremendous fear that uh, any reference to the Spirit working would actually accomplish something. So what you're saying is that if water baptism is used synonymously, in most cases, as spirit baptism. But one question that's asked is, what does that mean for unbaptized people, for example, who believe in Jesus and who claim to be Christians? What are the what are the what are the repercussions for that kind of person?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. So that that's of course you know one of the biggest questions we have to wrestle with. Um, you know, if, if we're saying well, water baptism and spirit baptism are uh, normatively the same event. Uh, what do we do with that? What do we do with individuals in the church who have belief in Jesus? Um, you even have children who are raised in church who are being taught to believe in Jesus, and yet they haven't been baptized. Um, for, for one reason or another, the water baptism is delayed. It's not administered until the recipient is maybe of a certain age or, or maybe in the case of an adult convert, you know, maybe they simply aren't aware of the need to get baptized. Um, but in all other respects, they look and act and believe like Christians. So, so what do we say? Do we say, oh, well, they haven't been water baptized, so therefore they don't have the Spirit and aren't real Christians? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think we have to be sensitive to the work of the Spirit. In someone's life, you know, Paul says that it's by the Spirit that one confesses Jesus as Lord. So, if someone is confessing Jesus as Lord, even if they haven't been baptized, I think we have to say that, yes, uh, they have the Spirit, okay? Um, what, what's missing there isn't the Spirit, but the water. And and if that's the case, then that's a failure on us, not, not God. Um, that's a failure of churches, and pastors not administering baptism when they should. Okay. Um, at the same time, water baptism is still important. It, it still does something officially and objectively. It places you into the kingdom and gives you added benefits, particularly the Lord's Supper. So, in the essay, I compare it to uh, young lovers before marriage. You know, uh, a man and woman love one another deeply. They love one another truly. But their union isn't complete until the wedding ceremony, and it's only then that they can have the full benefits of their love experienced, right? Um, So I think we have to see something like that happening in these cases. The individual has the Spirit, the Spirit is with them, He's drawing them, He's guiding them. There's a true love for Jesus, but the fullness of that love and the fullness of their place in the kingdom isn't complete until we have water and spirit together.
0: Mm. Adam McIntosh is the senior pastor of St. David's Church in Hockley, Texas, and a writer for Kiberian Commentary. We'll make sure that our listeners and readers have the link to this wonderful essay. Adam, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you, Yuri. It's been a pleasure.